0: So we're looking at people who, put, who, who don't, don't put a lot of stock in, uh, in death of, of other people other than it may be convenient. So I, I don't think we should be surprised, uh, not just about uh, population control, but a sense that uh, murdering a lot of people is a part of gaining control over populations.
1: Before we get into the show, I want to share with you the Z-Stack, a powerful immunity-building vitamin pack formulated by Dr. Zelenko, the founder of the Zelenko Protocol. Many of you may have seen my interview with Dr. Zelenko explaining how the combination of quercetin and vitamin C together is a powerful zinc ionophore gun which delivers zinc, the bullet, into the cell where the virus is. Zinc blocks the virus from getting into the cell quercetin and vitamin c together are a safe over-the-counter alternative to hydroxychloroquine access to this is needed when government restricts and bans effective treatments also it has been established that high normal levels of vitamin d is important for warding off sickness and staying out of the hospital with the dangers of the covid shot we need a strong immune system to keep from getting sick The danger is getting sick. That's when the effects of the bioweapon shot takes over. The Z-Stack will provide you with a defensive weapon to fight a potential virus. You can see the studies and also buy yours today at the link below or at sarahwestall.com under shop. I also highly recommend C60 gel caps, daily zeolite detox, and my probiotic greens to maintain a healthy body, all of which you can get at my shop at sarahwestall.com under shop. welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Dr. Peter Bregan coming to the show today, and he wrote the book, We Are the Prey, along with his wife, who did a lot of the investigative work on the book. But it is a comprehensive look at what is behind this COVID nightmare that we are, this terror that we are experiencing? And he shows without a doubt that they've been planning this for over 10 years. He names names in this book. He gives a lot of detail and you will learn a ton from that book. It's over almost 700 pages long. It's a very, very big book, but you're not going to pay like it's 700 pages long, which what would be five books worth. You paid like it's one book worth. But anyways, you can get your copy of that at wearethepreye.com. And I think it's a must read for everyone. So that we really start to get a handle on what's behind this. And as he says, we need to figure out how to dismantle it and fight back against it. And there are a lot of people fighting back. I think there should be lawsuits all over the place to the point where we just grind their system down and then we take them to task. And there are people fighting back. We don't want a violent civil war, and so we have to be very careful. I think that's what they want from us. So be careful not to get sucked into that. But at the same time, we need to stand up for our rights. They are trying to force this down everyone's throat. And it's becoming just there's a (laughs) there's universities now that are forcing people to pay 50 percent more tuition. And there's or and then there's companies like Delta that's making people pay twice the rates on their health care. Just there's incredible stuff coming out, even though they know now that this vaccine has passed, even if you believe that it worked. And it worked on the first variant. It doesn't work at all on this other variant. So, and there's all these these side effects. We People who listen to this show know that there's a lot deeper agenda. And if they're at this for over 10 years, you know it's all tied back to the global economic forum. We talk about that, and you'll learn about that in the book as well. And this is a great conversation. It didn't go quite, I wanted to bring him on and really dive into the details of the book. And we're, I'm going to have him back on in a couple of weeks to do that. We dive into some of it, but he really wanted to stay at a different level and talk about it from different directions and i had to honor that and this i think it was a very meaningful interview so i hope you enjoy this and before we get into that i want to remind you please subscribe wherever your audience you are wherever platform you are please subscribe to this show if you have not done that yet so you can get notifications from the platforms that you're on i'm literally all over the place but you know my subscribe numbers Aren't all that impressive, even though my numbers are much better than they were when they are on YouTube. It's just I'm all over the place. So please subscribe. Take the time to do that and take the time to share this show with others as well so I can get my numbers up and other people can learn about what's going on. And if you have not subscribed to my newsletter yet, please do that. SarahWessell.com under subscribe, you can subscribe or if you just scroll down to any page there's an easy way to subscribe to my newsletter and you can subscribe to everything I have. I have that really easily laid out on the bottom of every page now on my website. So let's get into this really important conversation with Dr. Peter Bregan. Hi, Dr. Peter Bregan. I am so honored to have you back.
0: Oh, Sarah, it's good to be here. Uh, So much has happened in a brief period of time. It's uh terrifying times exciting times it's the best of times and the worst of times for 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 many of us Um, but the good news is is that many many people now are realizing that all the stuff being done to uh, us under covid 19 is not a mystery it's not weird it's not like oh god how could they do that to us this is a very Definite pattern that's been in the planning for directly and in detail for ten years, and uh, we could talk about that in some depth today. But I want to I want people today to get an understanding of what is going on in the world, <clears throat> and then therefore the huge task of countering it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's important. And we're going to talk about all their actions, name some names, which you started to do. Um, and then, you know, the psychology behind this, uh, there was a question that you asked and there's a lot to this, but how can these globalists do such heartless self-serving or harmful things to people? And that is the crux of what people are really struggling to, to accept. But I, I want to start with what do you think, cause this is an important too, what do you think their end goals are?
0: Oh, I think there's no question. They have, uh... Uh, two very basic end goals. <clears throat> one is of the billionaires and the big companies, the goal is to become increasingly rich and powerful and to control markets and to turn humanity into their marketplace. Uh, and uh, it can be a smaller one or uh, or not, <clears throat> but their marketplace to control. And that's, a, that's the... Uh, financial motive, uh, uh, but finance is power. And I think that the globalists, as much as the communists, who we'll also talk about, also want power. They're power-hungry people. They can't get enough money. They can't get enough power. They see unlimited opportunities in this new world. And um, so they want top-down government. They want control over humanity. <clears throat> They're a diverse group, and on the one hand, you have uh, a group I'm particularly interested in, which is the American billionaires. You know, we're talking about Bill Gates, but really all of the top ones: Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, uh, uh, Warren Buffett, Zuckerberg, and and so on. Larry Page at Microsoft at, at uh, Alphabet, Google, YouTube, Steve Ballmer at Microsoft. <clears throat> all of these people um want more power and we we should have known that when they ganged up to shut down the president of the united states uh, shortly before the uh, end of the uh, election period when when they had the chutzpah to, to take him down from social media we should have known they were out for total control over humanity because who would even imagine in america doing that to the, to the president. But then you move all the way over, you get to the people who are on the extreme left idea of control. These people are sort of predatory capitalists. And you go to the predatory communists, you you get to the World Health Organization, the UN, and behind every one of these folks, as best I can tell, lies affiliation, sympathy, and lots of money-making in China, which means the Chinese communists. So that's who we're dealing with. It's a huge, huge threat.
1: Well, and also, is depopulation their agenda? Because I've seen a lot of quotes. I see a lot of behavior that depopulation is their agenda. But do you believe, after all your research, that depopulation is one of their key agendas?
0: I think it's a part of the control agenda. I don't think they're sitting around and saying, gee, Gee, it would be nice to kill a lot of humans, although there seems to be even that kind of uh, of violence and sadism, at least in some of their hearts. But it's more we have to control things at all costs. If you look at um, the history of uh, modern dictators, uh, I mean, we really have to face it, they all are mass murderers. I mean, Hitler, uh, Stalin, Mao... Now, uh, Xi Jinping and uh, Xi Jinping and China, <clears throat> these are mass murderers, so I'm not sure why, well, I do know why, but I mean, human beings n- need to know this. I mean, what is so surprising and shocking that we're dealing with people who uh, have a eugenical murderous uh, superiority complex? Uh, again, think about what we just dealt with in World War Two, and I was alive during World War Two, again, you know, you got Hitler, you, you had Stalin, um, you, you have uh, Mao in the past and Xi Jinping now. Um, uh, so we, we're looking at people who put who, who don't don't put a lot of stock in, uh, in death of, of other people other than it may be convenient. So I don't think we should be surprised—not uh, just about uh, population control, but a sense that uh, murdering a lot of people is a part of gaining control over populations. In China, this goes 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 way back in history. Yeah.
1: Well, isn't eugenics part of you know gen- eugenics part of the communist ideal? Like they they don't want people who take more out of society than they give. And so the people who are um, not, you know, they might be sickly or they're old or they're, uh, I don't, whatever it is, they're not as smart as others. They believe that they there isn't a place for them in society.
0: Yes, uh, and I'm definitely that was going to be part of the thread of what uh, what I'm describing. So we start with people who are actually think very little of uh, mass starvation, mass murder or systematic murder, and then you look at the more refined scientific part of it, <clears throat> which is eugenics. And of course, we, we've had that in spades in Germany, but it's also a part of uh, communism. It's a part of anything that's materialistic. Once you take love and God out of the picture of human relationships. Once you, like, uh, you know, neither neither Hitler nor Stalin uh, nor uh, Xi Jinping believe in a god who is a higher value. They're all, in a sense, transhumanists who are quite happy to, to uh, prune and modify the human race. But we also see strains of that, certainly in the uh, background of Bill Gates. And we certainly know that... Um, on his website, he actually, uh, you know, advocates population control. He wants to do it, you know, through contraception and, um, you know.
1: Yeah, he's been caught doing it in Africa. I mean, yeah. he, he, you know, giving. He and I've talked about that in numerous shows, but you know, to they they hide it and they cloak it as other things. And I've learned through my shows that a lot of The charities, things that are cloaked as really good for humanity, has an evil agenda behind it. And that's what's hard for human beings to get their mind wrapped around, is so many of our charities are used for that purpose because it's easier for them to use a charity to get their goals accomplished.
0: Well, that's absolutely true. Whether you're talking about uh, something that people uh, uh, believe in, large numbers of people like abortion, uh, which is a form of population control. And uh, <clears throat> if you believe in the sanctity of life uh, before birth, it's a form of murder. Um, so, uh, there's no doubt about that, that um, there is, especially on the, uh, the left, the progressive left, but uh, I think also among the, uh, these predatory capitalists, there is a kind of a death wish for humanity, I mean, there's just no other way to explain it. I was um, I was following up on an article um, that um, came out recently called, called calling for mass vaccination. And I, the name looked familiar. And I checked him back and I, I checked back his co-author. And one of the men was actually the chair... Of the Lancet, that's the the oldest, most respected journal yep. in the world, supposedly, yep. uh, and uh, he was chairman of the Lancet Commission for death. Oh God! For the
1: what does that mean?
0: Well, it was all, well. It had statements in it like. Um, um, for the value of death. It was even worse. It's the Lancet Commission for the Value of Death. Couldn't dig up a lot of it online, but their statement about their creation was the old have to die to make way for the new. The uh, death is, is natural. Uh, we have to accept death as a part of the renewal process. <clears throat> but anybody, I mean, to think of a major medical journal talk having a commission on the value of death, is uh, so bizarre, but it is definitely, uh, Sarah, it's definitely a part of this whole picture. And really, if you go back in history, uh, people who want to rule things have never shrunk at, at, at murdering masses of other people, whether it's a Roman emperor or whether it's Genghis Khan. See, one of the things that Americans uh, just have trouble uh, facing, partly because progressivism has taken over our education, um, is that we actually have it really so good that we are at the soft end of the decline of civilization, where where people get soft, they get used to having everything they need, they don't suffer, they haven't had a major threatening war. And we forget that, that, that the independence of individual human beings is a rarity in history. The existence of a democratic republic for as long as ours has existed is unheard of. That the existence of a large democratic republic like ours is unheard of. That all the other democratic in Europe, elsewhere, Australia, Canada, <clears throat> they only exist because we've been here. Not only, but they exist uh, largely on the defensive end of, of having to stand up for yourself. They exist because America's been willing to step into to two world wars uh, that came out of out of Europe and Asia and. Um, and sacrifice our blood for uh, our principles of democratic freedom, and they completely ignore the fact, or destroy the fact systematically. Now, destroy the fact that the creation of America, whatever human flaws and corruptions were typical of the time, was was like a miracle that um, that just came out of nowhere to. Uh, uh, enlighten the world, that there was a, con- a Judeo-Christian concept of liberty that could exist throughout the world. So,
1: The interesting thing is all these these predators that you are covering in this book also flourished because of that freedom and the benefits that it brought forward to them. But they're ready to destroy it uh, for uh, generations for this quick buck that they want. I mean, who's to say that they're going to benefit when this is all done? They might have deals, but they're making deals with the devil. I mean, they're making deals with psychotic people.
0: Well, I would avoid the term psychotic because it uh, it takes it out of commonplace humanity and confuses people. How did a bunch of psychotics get to run the world? <clears throat> in fact these are people who are very shrewd they're not out of touch with the uh ability to manipulate other human beings they're highly competent in that process they lack the qualities of soul which is i've never said it that way before but they lack the qualities of soul they lack patriotism they lack a belief in god they lack a concept of genuine love uh the uh, the the Judeo-Christian tradition of the Jews, and I'm Jewish, you know, bringing the idea of monotheism to the world and then the remarkable uh, life of Jesus, a loving God, uh, and we should all love one another. And um, that whole principle... um, they have no identification with the Judeo-Christian tradition, which was so basic to our founders. They um, they are predatory. They're not psychotic. Uh, they're not they're not dysfunctional in that sense, and they're not unusual because those are the people who rise to the top. This has been a plague on humanity since we first uh, got into tribal situations. 5 to 10,000 years ago across the world we began living in villages and towns it's very new you know we we can track back our evolution millions of years if we want but certainly a million and a half or so maybe 3 million as bipeds you know little creatures on two legs and um <clears throat> and and we lived in families sometimes in a tree go back far enough and uh, we were always family oriented. We were always very social. We were, and that's why we 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 developed so much power. Was we had such an ability to cooperate socially, to love one another, to take care of each other in the in the context of being uh, a uh, hunting and gathering uh, family. <clears throat> Once we got into the towns and villages, we we start having tribal leaders, excuse me, you know, by the time the Spanish got to South America, there was already a a giant empire uh, there that was ruling the people with a kind of Maoist, powerful hand of, uh, of controlling and and uh uh, exploiting and uh, you know they had the roads and the technology and then they had the sacrifices to keep people in line and to to worship uh, their own deities. um so this is not like a surprise human violence i mean the native americans you know it'd be it's interesting to study the native americans when people arrived here we have some pretty good uh, looks at them and um they they were um move, they were in tribes by then and, and quite violent toward each other and toward their own sometimes to their adolescent boys they would torture them to make them into men so human beings have been like this in in larger groups it's just that's it's like we weren't prepared for it
1: you know there's a I, I interviewed <clears throat> mama bear who is the mama bear clan of uh, mother, chief mother, or I don't know exactly the term of it, of part of the um, Mohawk clan. And their group has been led by women for over a thousand years. It's a different kind of structure. And it's quite interesting the way they talk about it. I have, I just am uploading that show, I uploaded it already by the time this goes up, on how they operate differently. And it's not that it's run by women as much as it's women have um, a very equal, powerful role in that community, and it's been like that for over a thousand years. And it had such a different. Now, what
0: is that community, I, I, Sarah? I'm not familiar with it. What is the community? Maybe tell me and the audience. Yeah, and
1: I have I have it up on my SarahWestell TV. I mean, is this a Native, Native American? Native American. Is this Native it's American. It's part of the Mohawk yeah. uh, Nation. Yes. And the.
0: Well, I'm. Go a, ahead. I'm, <laughs> it's a mixed picture. The Mohawk Nation, yes, they the women were were the war council. It was quite unique.
1: Yeah, I, I I think other parts of the Mohawk was probably run differently. I don't know. I'm just starting to learn. I did it over an hour, like an hour and a half conversation with them, and I published it on my members for my members, SirWestell.tv or ebeneer But it's so interesting and. Um, I, you know, I just part, it's just learning about different perspectives and paradigms and how people interacted and, and how, what benefits humanity the most. I do think that, um, you know, equal value and of souls, you know, if you value everyone's soul, then you value everyone's, um, if you're a Christian or even a lot of other religions who believe that everybody has a soul, and those souls are are beyond the human body and sex and race and all that stuff. And they have paramount value. Then you can get beyond disabilities and age and uh, all sorts of things because the soul is separate from the body, and you you value life in a in a much richer, deeper sense.
0: Well, that's certainly true. But there is no society that ever based itself on individual freedom and genuine uh, Judeo-Christian principles of the better kind because there are all Mm -hmm. kinds of Judeo-Christian alternatives. And and that's America. I mean, what, what we're really looking at right now is the crossroads of will America survive. It's on its last legs. I mean, when you can have a general Millie who uh, tells without any even legal power or even a real chain of command, the soldiers beneath him, because he's the Joint Chiefs of Staff head, which is actually a consultant to the president. But to tell people that they don't have to listen to the president anymore. They listen to him and uh, oh, who can call the uh Chinese president uh, equivalent as his equivalent and say, uh, don't worry if he orders an attack on you, uh, we'll warn you in advance. In other words, we'll let you slaughter our own people to get rid of this enemy of globalism, Donald Trump. We are really in an endgame. I don't want to overdo the Mohawks, for example. I, I didn't know who Mama Bear was, but I know about the Mohawks. And they actually provided something of a model for, the, uh, for Ben Franklin and some of the other um, early American, been. you know, the founders. No. But the Mohawks were, uh, I mean, the, the whole point of it was that they had an empire of their own, a, a loose coalition of, I don't know, six or seven tribes up and down the east coast of America as an attempt to prevent warring among themselves. And they, they had a war council that was women, which was quite unique and wonderful, which uh they had to decide to go to war. Yes. The the people who were gonna lose their sons yeah, had to the, yeah. the, the, the they women. had more
1: skin they, in the game. Yeah,
0: but the, but don't but don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. These were very violent people.
1: I'm just learning, yeah, but they also well, exactly. Everybody there's violence all over the place, but we're learning from a different trying to understand the, the reason why i really got engaged in that is because of the 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 genocidal um what happened to them and their boarding schools and their children and yeah yeah, yeah there's a sure. history of when anybody tries to colonize they wipe out cultures and take over resources and i believe there's a lot of that going on right now
0: well, that is essentially the the end game for the globalists, and and it's the end game for China. And you raised a very important question about what would happen to all the globalists if they started to take over. I think that uh, Bill Gates and uh, you know Bezos and all these other people that want a big piece of Chinese profit making uh, and are <clears throat> you know and they. Uh, You know, they really support the Chinese uh, power, the slave, slave state. They support a slave state. And they don't realize that, in fact, once America is sufficiently weakened, nothing stops China from taking over the world. Uh, China and North Korea, whatever other allies they can slap together, there's not going to be much standing in their way. And then uh, the billionaires like Bezos will be hors d'oeuvres exactly. to them. They don't care about his billions. They'll digitalize his money and then cancel him. I mean,
1: that's exactly right. They're 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 creating their own death wish, and, and especially for their their children and yeah, future generations of their own family.
0: By the way, this is a very grim direction we've been taking, and I don't think. It's <clears throat> where I want to have the main, and I'm sure you don't either, the main theme of the show. Because the main theme for me of what's going on is we are fighting back. And um, I apologize for uh, some of these background noises.
1: No, that's okay. I, and I think the fighting back is really important and understanding it.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a minute, folks, and turn off my phone, which I f- forgot to give to my wife. Um, get that on airplane
1: and, <laughs> That's okay. Um, come
0: the, back the, to you. The
1: billionaires yeah. who are in this, I think the important piece to show, show is their faulty thinking and that they're just going to be victims of their own. I, I think it's important for them to see that. And I do that because I want people to understand it's another angle to fight them, that you shouldn't be following these people because they're just creating their own demise. But I, I, And I agree with you that we're fighting back. I wanted to go through some of the things that you found in your book, some of the things that people will learn in your book. Yeah. Um, and is that okay to go through? I have lots of yeah. notes that I took about your book.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, let's name the book and tell people how to get it. And let me give a little summary about <clears throat> what's happening. The, the, book, the book is COVID-19 and the Global Predators. And the subtitle is "We Are the Prey." Um, it has three introductions by uh, top people uh, in the in the field. Peter McCullough, MD, MPH, is uh, did a glowing introduction to the book, and I also consulted him on sections of the book, and even have uh, even have quotes as the book progressed from him, on because he is the most brilliant physician in the COVID-19 movement, I believe, the most uh, the most generally knowledgeable. <clears throat> and then the, uh, probably the most heroic person, uh, Zev Zelenko, who was the first person to come up with and promote, at the risk of his whole professional career, the fact that there were good early treatments for COVID-19, which uh, Dr. McCullough then carried forward. And uh, then... Um, lee uh Valide, elizabeth Lee Valit, another physician who uh, helped edit the book um and uh they uh they all they each of them put in an introduction stating that this is the deepest dive there is this book and it's by me and by ginger bregan <clears throat> i do the writing and uh, ginger does uh, a great deal of the research along with me a great deal of the thinking a great deal of the sense of where we're going with our work. <clears throat> and she also, we decided to not not go ahead and try to get a publisher uh, because this book is, is uh, too critical of this whole establishment. And so she, uh, for the third time in our 20, my, I've, I've done like 22, three books. She's done about four or five with me as a co-editor, a co-author, and two books um, she created a publishing house for. And so this is, this is her publishing house. And, um, <clears throat> the book has been so praised by the, the radio people because we've been sending out the manuscripts to them and TV people and others that, uh, we have now just about used up our f- first printing of 20,000 and the book only this week has gone onto, um, Amazon. The books are <clears throat> being printed. And people will be able to buy it on Amazon in, U uh, S Canada and, uh, Great Britain now on Amazon, probably a lot of other places on Amazon, it's just beginning and that, uh, for delivery starting on September 30th. So it's, you know, pre pre-publication, but the miracle is that we created our own distribution system in the Amer- American United States on the, our platform is WeAreThePrey.com. You can also get it up Bregan.com, but we have a dedicated platform for the book that Ginger created, WeAreThePrey.com. <clears throat> and you, if you go there, you're gonna get a price that's way below Amazon, and I hope it always will be. And uh, you'll get the book as fast as uh, our printer uh, uh, fulfillment uh, corporation can get it out to you. Um, we're working with a wonderful group of people, and the books are going out now, and we are some people have waited since March, and they will be the first to get the book, but they are being mailed now. Um, and so the way to get the book in the US and uh, in Canada, the best way is definitely to go to wearetheprey.com. Um, that's the basic uh, background of the book. Um,
1: well, are you getting, because you know, you're getting a lot of press that's interested, are you getting mainstream at all, or are they just so controlled that they're not? I, I do think that independent media numbers are larger than the mainstream now, so that's a very positive, but are some of the mainstream saying, okay, yes, I want to talk to you?
0: No, we're having trouble getting recognition. Uh, for example, I... I, can't, I... <laughs> Uh, I have to give you a little background. I'm one of the first people that probably in, in the country that got canceled. I got canceled back in 1993-94. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm very gravelly today. This is not my usual voice, folks. Um, and uh, back then, I was the single scientific expert appointed by a federal court and a, and a whole consortium of attorneys, single scientific expert in all the lawsuits against Eli Lilly, which were well over a hundred, for Prozac, for violence, murder, and suicide. I became a real power in standing up to the drug companies. And it was really thwarting them. And at that point, um, I mean, we had a, a, a direct attack on, on the lives of our entire family. We, um, we had a lot of death threats. And, um, then uh, we still were doing very, very good. And, and we, we had two bestsellers, Talking Back to Prozac, which a lot of people read, probably probably 800,000 copies in hardened paper. And we had another bestseller, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Toxic Psychiatry. And um, then all of a sudden, it all changed. We had a new book that we just got a contract for, for $100,000 in 1994. I was on all the major radio and TV. I was on Oprah five or six times. I was on Larry King Live six times, seven times, ABC News, all the news programs, 20, 20, 60 minutes. I was a major figure. And that book contract in 1994, the the one that was so big for that time period, that would be like 300,000 now or something, was canceled. Um, They just canceled it uh, one day after they get the editor who made it went on vacation and the editor in chief canceled it. So we got canceled, but we never gave up. We kept fighting. They went after my medical license. Thanks to Ginger's incredible. uh, Everything she looks at, she brings a special insight to medicine law. We we won hands down the attack on our license because it was four remarks made on Oprah Winfrey critical of drugs. <clears throat> so I was at war with the pharmaceutical industry and they succeeded in, in getting me canceled on all the major media. I was used to be on Fox, uh, on Hannity and the uh, Hannity and Coombs, Hannity's radio show. I was on The Factor uh, w- w- one occasion, but then all that got canceled. And I can't even get back on Fox News. I mean, people have been told, no, we can't have Bregan on. But if you you look at Fox News, they have a lot of medical advertising. Yes. A lot of, there's no way that Peter Bregan, who was the greatest threat to the pharmaceutical industry, that they had to do everything in their power and just didn't manage to kill me And uh, uh, way back, um, you know they're they're not they're not going to let me on and um, it's, so it's quite interesting, but the um, conservative media has been incredibly supportive, incredibly the alternative the independent media, media, the independent media has been loving toward me and me toward them. I've never had this experience before, and I think it's in part because when I was doing my reform work before the. The people around me were mostly left-wing and progressive, and they behave, uh, even in their personal relationships, uh, somewhat like uh, they do in political. They're very jealous of whoever has the limelight. If you've written 20 books, they consider it good luck, and they want to take them away from you. They actually succeeded eventually in seizing our organization, but Ginger had kept control of the uh, URL and... So they got nothing of nothing when they seized the organization. She took away the name from them. But <clears throat> excuse me. So this is that whole thing of how progressives behave. They do it on every level. But now that I'm working with people, who, almost all of whom are Christians, is very interesting um, for me as a Jew. Not Ginger's Christian. Her mother's Christian was with us. Um, and the behavior of the of the uh, the the few Jews uh, I'm not I'm not a, a very observant Jew but I just I deeply believe I'm doing God's work or trying to anyway the best I can as mm-hmm. a human that these are really loving people they're sharing people um, they're not
1: jealous <clears> of your spotlight right they're not jealous of
0: no we're all not in this at together all. They, they promote and... it because the book is worth it yeah, yeah. And we're all in,
1: yeah absolutely and it's, it's, this is about humanity it's, and. Why would I fight you and, yeah. and let's share and I and I I've spent a lot of time trying to get uh, different people on different shows and you know, I, I think we have a bigger fight. Yeah,
0: yeah, we do that too. We're yeah. introduced yeah, so folks, you know, join this movement. It'll be so good. I'll give you an example. I mean, I haven't thanked him yet on you know, in the media because it's just happened. But Joe Marcola who's been under such horrible attack, he's been
1: yes, yeah. put on
0: put on the New York Times uh, you know, worst seller list. Uh, And now Joe Joe Mercola, I mean, personally to be aligned with me, who was the first cancellation of all, that's probably not a huge advantage for him. He has his own book out. So uh, it's not to great, to lead to his personal advantage to promote me. From the very beginning, Joe Mercola was describing my work with Ginger at the basis of our blogs and our videos. and. Uh, He had me on his show about four nights ago, and he put it, he only puts them up for 48 hours. Um, Excuse me. And uh, it went on, he put it up at 3 a.m. in the morning, and within about 28 hours, we sold 3,000 books.
1: That's just so great. And
0: we're still. It's unbelievable. So I've never had, and, it, and we're still getting sales from Joe McCullough's promotion. So it's really just amazing, folks. So I want to get out of this terribly grim beginning, which I think was, was fine, Sarah. I'm not being critical. That's
1: okay. I'm not perfect. And it's
0: been, it's, uh,
1: it, it's what and, we needed to do.
0: No, it's partly me and my rough voice <laughs> this morning. Well, you know. Um, Alex, jo- Alex Jones. Let me give you an example. Alex Jones. I mean, I thought like most, most uh people outside of the uh, outside of uh, the right that uh, you know that this guy was probably not worth listening to and then I discover over time my wife's listening to him every morning I get up uh, get downstairs a little after her usually and she's down here listening to Alex and um, then um, we uh, we got on to Alex Jones and again the love and the support. And the understanding, his depth of understanding is tremendous, and um, so this is a wonderful group of people. And and you're going to find the same thing, folks. If you just start working in your school district, your county level, wherever you go, the people who are standing up for freedom now, I call I call us the refounders. Sarah, you're a refounder of America. The refounders are amazing and wonderful people. Um,
1: yeah, I agree with you. They are at a deeper level. You set me up originally with Dr. Zelenko and with um, Thomas Rents. And I think I was the first one to interview yes, them. I,
0: I remember that. Yeah. I thought I thought yeah, of, yeah. Of, you, of that, gee, you could really use those folks.
1: I got Thomas Rents on. I did something for them too, I think. And I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. <clears> but <throat> I got, I'm like, <throat> Tom, you got to get up. And I got him set up on like eight different shows. And Pete probably got like, I'm like, you got to get out this because you need, you need resources. You need other lawyers helping you. You need. And so yeah. he got all over the place. And then Zelenko um, is on my show, which I love him. So thank you so much. And I'm like, I'm like, He's Dr. Zeb, you got to get the Z stack out to people. And I was his first affiliate and got him going. I think I got him motivated, I think. And now he's way past what I'm doing, but he's uh, getting out there. And I think how many lives that's going to save.
0: These men have been, um, those two men, excuse me, I've never had this voice problem before. I don't know whether it's just talking too much or a little allergy. Um, But uh, yeah, they have saved millions of lives between the two of them. And uh, they've been out on the media a lot. And um, the... uh, uh you know they, they you know they're just deep friends and and wonderful support and as I said, they wrote marvelous introductions yeah. to the book.
1: yeah, they're book. just great people and uh Dr. Zev did a, a show with me he did two he did a, the last show he did with me was very, very different <clears throat> and deeply spiritual and I can't tell you yes. how many people um thanked us for that show uh shared it, and we're just so deeply moved because of his. He just like he goes. Oh, I guess this is a very different show. And I'm like, wow. For a point there, he's like, he goes. Are you still there? And I'm like, yeah. He was nah. like, <laughs> you were frozen. And I was just listening to him. <laughs> I I'm
0: got <like>, I'm there. <laughs> it's oh, because God, it yeah. was
1: just. It was. It was almost like he was touched by God for a little bit. It was such an amazing. I don't know. It, he went on kind of this whole sidetrack and it was very spiritual and, and very in, uplifting. It was really great. You, if you get a chance to listen to that, it was incredible. And I just feel so blessed to be, like you said, the people are so kind. And I think we're dealing with something that is very dark. I mean, we can't hide the fact that it's such a dark thing that we're dealing with. But I think it's bringing out the best in a lot of people.
0: Oh, absolutely, Sarah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. He said he said something to me once. It's on one of my interviews of him, and uh, he uh, he said uh, when you when you when you're with God, you fear no man, no person. Yes,
1: he said that too. Yep. Yeah. Because people are not. I'm not afraid of people. Well, you know, yeah. I, there's there's a lot in your 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 entire book is kind of dark. So I have a lot of um. Because it is, it's the facts of what's going on. Okay. And I, so I have a lot of different quotes here. And, um, people are going to learn a lot of the deep understanding of what is behind this, what is behind the motives and what's going on. You know, one thing you you brought up is uh, it's the, you know, the great reset and it's, and it's ties to this. People can't look at COVID critically or understand COVID without understanding the great reset.
0: Yes, yes.
1: <clears throat> and what that's about.
0: I'll give you i v I'll give you a very, very quick little chronology. In 2010, Bill Gates um announced the decade of the vaccines.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, who is he to announce a decade? That's usually Congress or the president or somebody. So Bill Gates announced the decade of the vaccines, which meant that one of the richest, most aggressive uh, moneymakers in the world was about to invest in the, uh, the uh, drug industry. I mean, that's very clear. And that was the beginning of, of this rollout of what would become Operation Warp Speed and uh, <clears throat> things like that. And right with him at that point was Fauci as a part mm-hmm. of his vaccine committee, a very small group of globalists, uh, two from the U.N. out of about six. Um, and um, this group uh, began that process in earnest. Now, I'm sure if he's announcing it in 2010, <clears throat> excuse me again, <clears throat> he was working on it for a long, long time and. Um, and then in 2015, uh, a scientific article came out showing that uh, we that the U.S. and China working together and funded by Fauci and other U.S. groups, actually not just NIAID, Fauci's NIAID, but were working together, collaborating, uh, and making SARS-CoV uh, pathogens. No SARS-CoV pathogens ever been found in nature, so they're making them in labs, and simply because it's one of the easiest viruses to work with, but not to make a vaccine, which is almost impossible because it mutates so much. I talked about that in March, more than a year ago, based on this research we, we found. We reported this. We said, what is going on here? Why are we the first people to talk about this? Um, this is tre- treasonous. You know, Fauci's funding the Wuhan Institute, which is uh, a military uh, institute. It's actually run uh, by a military, uh, their head of their military biological warfare as of January of 2020. But it's always been military. <clears throat> and it's uh, they're making weapons there so so what he, what is he doing and trump actually you know we got this to trump we did a big video and uh, and a you know, big uh, blog ginger and i working together we got it <clears throat> up to trump and he canceled that program but he didn't cancel the overall fauci program of what's called gain of function research it should be gain of lethal function this way you take uh, up relatively harm- harmless or in the case of SARS-CoV a totally harmless virus that's what they're using harmless bat viruses and um, turning them into into uh, a deadly pathogens by uh, among other things sticking a um, you know a spike protein onto them that is uh, not only allows entry to the human cells but to also the the uh, humanoid uh, Franken mice that have human yeah. epithelial cells and and uh, creating uh, creating a pandemic uh, stuff well I think that I honestly I just hate to say it but I think that gave them the idea they could make a pandemic if nothing else and the Chinese were were deeply involved in all of this but that's a turning point Sarah that is a turning point because in 2016 <clears throat> um, Gates announces the formation of CEPI, CEPI. Very few people knew about till we started talking and talking about it. He formed it with the help, the announced help of the FDA, the CDC, um, and BARDA with Rick Bright, and Rick Bright becomes a big part of the formation of CEPI. Rick Bright will be the one in the deep state that stops Trump's order to release hydroxychloroquine to America, stops it dead in his tracks. Trump's later removes him much too late. Mm-hmm. He can't fire him. He, he shifts him around. Rick Barter is now now in charge of Rockefeller's vaccine program, the Rockefeller Foundation. So this is the kind of evil stuff involved from the beginning as the head of the Chinese CDC. And that's the beginning. And, you know, I'm thinking, uh, Sarah, that my voice is uh, really off today and I probably need to rest. And I'm thinking that we should do a second show and that I leave people with uh, the idea that um, the next show uh, we will talk about the the plan created by Bill Gates. Along with the U.S. BARDA, and who and other groups,
1: start naming f- names
0: for everybody for everything that happens in 2020. So when 2020 happens, Trump thinks. Uh, I think Trump is very naive about the evil people around him. Uh, Trump thinks he, the great you know businessman, has created Operation Warp Speed. It was in the plans of Bill Gates already working with Moderna and Pfizer in 2015 and 16.
1: Well, and that's what your book lays out. It's the fact that this has been planned for at least 10 years and you have fact after fact and I have so many notes, so I would like you to come back and we can go through all these details because I think, and it will be kind of a dark show, but it's important that people understand the details, and I think it's also important to figure out well how do we. It's overwhelming to hear this, but how do we fight back? You know, and give people some of those tools.
0: Well, I want I want to I want to leave us with a I want to leave us with a with a couple of thoughts about that. It, it's to me it's <clears throat> grown pretty simple. And folks, I apologize for this. Uh, oh,
1: there's no uh, worries.
0: Uh, deep voice. It's, it's probably has its own uh, quality to it. It, um...
1: It's like a better voice. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. I've listened to it with fear, but, um, the key is quite straightforward. Um, oh, and, and just to put in one piece because you referred to it, which is the great reset when Bill Gates announces CEPI In 2017, it's at um, Schwab's, -Schwab's, Krauss-Schwab's organization. And that's the organization that is going to announce the um, Great Reset in 2020. So the Great Reset, which is nothing more than a collusion between extreme wealth and government agencies throughout the world it's bypassing democracies and it just it creates a, a a loose governance and i've realized since i use that word in the book a little bit it's actually not so loose i mean it's getting clearer and clearer okay, to me yes. that there's a really is a major more obvious collaboration going on but a governance of the world that's supranational
1: nat- well and the the bankers you know jackson hole the annual yeah. banking they talk about wanting to do a digital worldwide currency. And they also talk about doing budgets at the central banking level, global level, and bypassing the governments of the world and creating the budgets for them, all based on the Green Deal. Sarah,
0: would you send me that, Sarah? I'd love, would you email me whatever you have on that? Because that's something that I don't talk about a lot. I mentioned the banks, but I don't go into those details. I was, I'm really uh, looking enormously at uh, at the uh, medical scientific community in particular, yeah. that the WHO and that uh, WHO working with um, Bill Gates took over. But, yeah, I think that's very important, too. But I want to get into all of that. And so the Great Reset is is being developed between Bill Gates and a lot of other people, but between Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab at his... Um, uh, World Economic Forum, um, and, uh, it, it's, it's just all in planning and I, I even have the only pictures I have in the book are, are some, uh, <clears throat> uh, copies of, uh, some stills from a, uh, slide presentation from CEPI, which means, you know, Bill Gates Schwab, uh, Welcome Trust, uh, so a few other powerhouses, and uh, that was put on in July of 2017 in which Gates announces to who that, you know, we, to the world, but also to who that, yes, yes, we, we're we're working on this uh, marvelous um, memorandum of understanding that we have, which is very close to a formal contract, and basically medical scientific community with the next pandemic and I'm going to run the financial profit making and there'll be no losses whatsoever to the pharmaceutical industry. It it even says no loss on the slide shows how, you know, they're going to get all their costs paid. All (coughs) of this horror show that appears in 2020 to completely planned by 2017. And actually it goes back to 2016 when when Gates began to develop, quote, a business plan for Seppi, which is yep. a business plan for the world during the next pandemic. That's a good place to end, folks. You can get the book on wearetheprey.com. www.wearetheprey.com. It's uh, six over 600 pages, over th- man, probably 2,000 citations in the book, crammed into 100, 1100 endnotes. Some fabulous chronology at the end, nothing else like
1: it. It's massive, but Um, it's worth it. It's worth it. You're going to learn a a, lot in this book.
0: And a lot of positive stuff at the end, a lot about, oh, I I didn't quite finish these thoughts. They're so large. I have to kind of wrap them around and conclude with what they knew from the beginning, that the only thing standing in their way was a patriotic, democratic America that if you have a country that is genuinely God-fearing and patriotic and a democratic constitutional republic, it won't put up with globalism. Yes. And they say it, they write it down, America. And then when in 2020, when we, in 2017, when Trump comes into power, they're very clear that this was a catastrophe that this was the worst thing in the world. He's stomping on China, our 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 uh, killing fields for making fortunes on slave labor and poor people and the oppressed Chinese people, cavorting with a slave a slave uh, dictator. That he's taken that away from us, Trump, and uh, he's decoupling us as the word from China and. Uh, and they know they have to go after Donald Trump. So I'll leave folks there with this very interesting story. Thanks, Sarah.
1: Thank you so much. We'll get back in touch and get it schedule for the next one and feel better.
0: So. I actually feel pretty good, folks. I am not sick. I think my voice wore out today. So we're gonna nurture my voice for a little bit.
1: Okay, sounds good. Have a great day.
0: Thank you, dear. Bye.